is Friday, March the 18th, and you're listening to the Grains Matter Chatter podcast presented by North Core Grains. I'm your host, Dolores Foster, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Mr. Jeffrey I. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. That's welcome back to Dolores. First time in a few weeks you've been back here, Dolores, so. It's like I never left, Jeffrey. <laughs> woo <laughs> I'm sure all our faithful listeners missed you, so you just had to listen to me for a couple weeks. Yes, I, uh, from much experience sitting in the same office as you, I can imagine that would be pretty, pretty difficult. <laughs> oh, anyhow, let's jump into the markets here for the week. Spot corn up $11, spot soybeans down two. Harvest, this harvest 2022, corn up a few dollars, four dollars. Soybeans flat, spring wheat flat, winter wheat down, winter wheat. Prices down seven dollars for the week, and uh, I have a question, Jeff. How much? Uh, how much do you think is already booked for next year's crop? Uh, corn. Let's say a lot of people were booking. Um, I bet you we're not at twenty-five percent yet. No. So, actually, I don't think we have that much more booked than other years. I think the people who like to book ahead have booked, and the people who don't. Uh, just don't. Uh, you'd wonder why more things aren't booked. So look at their harvest corn, $313. It ended up today. $313. Remember when corn last year got to $300, I was at people, just sell some corn so you can say you've sold corn once in your life over $300 at harvest. <laughs> people can do that now. Uh, so the last few weeks, we've talked all about volatility. I was I was wondering if we should find another word for it because I'm I I don't know if we're getting tiresome or if it's just repetitive you know volatility this volatility that well I want to tie that into <laughs> when you just ask about how much is booked for the year sure you know I I think there we there was more booked uh, higher percentage on soybeans and corn but I think some of that volatility is holding some people back people are worried they got sticker shock how high can prices go. Mm-hmm. This terrible thing that's happening in the Ukraine, it's driving prices higher. Or does it have the potential to drive them through the roof? What is the roof on these prices? Nobody knows. The market has reacted so incomprehensible from where we thought things would be. And it market always overreacts. We got great examples of that this week where the price is plummeted one day and bounced back and the next day jumped way up and then it goes negative the next day. Like the market overreacts all the time to every little bit of tidbit of information out there. But you know what, Jeff, luckily we have some great tools to be able to help maybe um, compensate for all this volatility. Like target orders. I know I feel like another broken record talking about target orders, but the truth is that if you review your target orders every week, and say the market's gone up, you can take your target order out and put a higher one in. Oh, it's target orders. So many of them get hit overnight. Absolutely. They're Uh, a great tool to take advantage of these volatile markets. You know, so we say the markets are volatile, but the trends, you know, we're kind of even more interested in the trend. So corn prices, harvest corn prices, they've just, you know, the month of the last month, they've just been moving up. They jump some, they get flat, they move up a little bit more. Soybeans, you know, they're flat this week, but they've been moving up over the last month, like even before the Ukraine stuff. Wheat, 
we remember before Russia and the Ukraine, wheat was trending down. And then it happened in what's the unfortunate happened there, Russia invading the Ukraine. Wheat prices jumped up. But wheat in the last uh, 10 days, the Chicago price of wheat is down $3.10 per bushel. $3.10 per bushel. What's causing it, Jeff? That's the volatility of the market overreacting, jumping way up, coming back down. So remember, wheat was trending down before this. Yeah. And then the market got worried that since Russia and the Ukraine export or control about uh, historically 28, 27 to 29% of the world export market, they supply in wheat. So the market says, where is this wheat going to come from? All of a sudden, we're not going to get this wheat. Well, nobody even knows if they're going to get the wheat out of the Ukraine or Russia. Like, there's some reports Russia's exports are up right now, some that they're getting cut off. We don't know really what's happening out there. So that volatility of the market just saying, or people trading, like, we're not going to get the wheat, so price has to go higher because higher prices kill demand. Mm -hmm. High prices cure high prices, blah, blah, blah. Prices come back down. So the prices went up, but prices have come back down. And remember, the trend was down in wheat. And the trend now, you know, after the after the invasion, the trend is back down. There's, so there was some peace but talks. Can we say that it's a trend yet, Jeff? Like, has it been long enough that we can say it's now trending downwards again? Well, or in a couple more weeks, can we say that? Yeah, it's trending down from the highs anyways. Like, it's sure. hard to imagine those highs are going to come back in there. So... You know, especially we talk about wheat, the uh, U.S. since the price, we just talked about the Chicago price, it jumped way up, but and U.S. wheat exports are remaining behind last year's pace, so they haven't picked up in the last month. There, and there's no big orders or anything out there. And I read somewhere that uh, France and Australia, they're going to be more poised to pick up some of the slack for what the lack of exports, potential lack of exports from Russia and the Ukraine bring out. So it doesn't really look like U.S. wheat is going to, to bring a lot of that or get those exports. And U.S. wheat, they finally got a weather forecast this week that's favorable for the hard red winter growing areas down in the southern plains. Remember that wheat crop got planted into drought-like conditions and not a lot of snow over the winter, so but there's supposedly some good precipitation coming. So wheat prices, again, look at wheat prices right now. Harvest wheat over $400 for spring wheat or winter wheat. Uh, historic highs, it's still hard not to sell into that. You know, like, Would you start selling your wheat now or would you just kind of wait a little bit and make sure that it gets through this winter? Well, isn't that a scary question right there? That's... Uh, did the wheat get through the winter? You know, is, is the water off your wheat now? Are we going to get a lot of those freeze thaws, which is the hardest on wheat to new seedings in, uh, you know, going forward? Million dollar questions there. Unfortunately, I don't have the answer for that one. And uh, if you didn't have some wheat sold, it'd be hard not to sell some. But I, I know I did talk to a customer this week that he said he's waiting to see make sure that his winter wheat did winter okay before he sells hopefully the price stays up for him it's a hard one to know so we're talked you know there's that volatility does remain in wheat like you know wheat this week when they talked that there was some i mentioned there earlier about peace talks 
between Russia and Ukraine. Uh, probably just a waste of time. That's what it sounds like. They broke off today. It was a waste of time. But wheat prices jumped around on that. You know, they're almost trading like that. They're not worried about where this wheat's going to come from in the world market now. That turns us in, you know, we turn our way away from uh, wheat, uh, the vegetable oil market. Remember a couple of weeks ago we said about, uh, well, maybe you weren't here, but uh, <laughs> Ukraine is the largest exporter of sunflower oil, which uh, is one of the, you know, it's about the fifth most used, fifth most used vegetable oil in the world markets or something, but it's, uh, with Ukraine being a big supplier where those supplies aren't going to get out in the market, vegetable oil prices just jump, jump, jump. But this week, whoa, they pulled back. If uh, this Today on the uh, market blog, what I wrote in there about Indonesia, the largest producer of vegetable, or of palm oil, which is the largest used, most used vegetable oil, palm oil. Indonesia is the largest producer and they they increased last week that said 30% of the production had to be sold domestically. So you could only export 70% of the production. Then this week or yesterday they cancelled that. They said "There's don't worry you can export whatever you want but they put an export tax on. So in theory they have more oil available to export they also brought in a subsidy program to keep a lower price for the domestic market. But they, so in theory, there's more oil that could be exported and palm oil prices went down. They're down, I think I just read on the DTM, they're down, uh, I'll look my notes here. They're 16% uh, this week. That's the biggest weekly drop in 28 years. So that market dropped 16%. Soybean oil's been, you know, the big leader for the soybeans. The soybean complex, it pulled back. Uh, crude oil prices this week, you know, it was down to $95, ended up at $105 for the week. Uh, last week, crude oil hit $130. So everybody talks about the high price of gas and diesel. It shouldn't stay up as high as it was. Crude oil prices are, are coming back down. So I I guess trying to tie this a little bit back to our our farmers here in eastern Ontario with the prices of fuel going up as high as they they are I I know not tons of farmers are maybe using the trucking companies right now but the elevators are because we're still moving product and we've seen a a hike in in rates do you think with price of fuel coming back down potentially you'll see a decrease in those rates and what can farmers expect in the, in the fall when they are shipping their, their grain? Well, I think right now we're definitely going to expect higher prices for for trucking this this year going forward than we had last year. Uh, I think up from the trucking company side, and you know, we have trucks here in the elevator. We just want to be transparent with our increases. If we have a fuel surcharge in there, you know, if we implement one because price of fuel has gone from X to Y, well, if it goes back down next, we need to get rid of that fuel sur surcharge. And that's as farmers, that's all I'd be at for my trucking company is to be transparent where the extra costs are and when would they disappear. So right now, you know, fuel has been up, it's pulled back down. And that's even from the elevator side, that's what we want from the truckers that we hire. We just want them to be transparent. And where are these prices going to go? 
none of us know, unfortunately. You know, like uh, Russia still is a big producer of crude oil for the world. You know, there's talk that some of the OPEC plus nations have asked other countries to start producing more, but time will tell. Those things have to work out. And uh, so the market pulls back, sorry, the market is acting sometimes like they're not worried about the supply from Russia. The market's acting for vegetable oil right now. They're worried. They're, it's acting like it's, it's not worried that they're not going to get sunflower oil from the Ukraine. Crude oil prices pull back under a hundred dollars. They're not worried about they're not getting that oil. You know, wheat prices pulling back. They're not worried. They're not going to get that grain. Could the, everything change this weekend? <sighs> Big time. Markets could be totally different on Monday, you know. You, but earlier you talked about the overreaction, right, to that the market that could be a reason why it's pulling back now. So maybe that worry is still there, but the that market... That worry, that concern, it's there. It hasn't gone away. Sure. We we all see the news. Unfortunate, uh, very unfortunate what's happening. Whether you believe it or not. but Yeah. <laughs> Depends what station you listen to, you know. Yeah. So I, we've been talking a lot about Russia, and one of the topics we've been talking about here in the office a little bit and with farmers is fertilizer. So, Jeff, do you have any news or anything you want to say about fertilizer here, especially in our area in eastern Ontario? Well, it's it's more questions, really. It's concerns, definitely concerns, you know. So if we talk just a little bit about Russia first, so there's a Russia announced they were banning more fertilizer sales. And then the Canadian government here announced that they're putting a 35% tariff on anything that comes from Russia, and that would include fertilizer. So that fertilizer that was already double in cost for conversation's sake has gone up another 35%. Uh, I've heard from at least two fertilizer companies, supplier companies, that they are turning away customers this year. They do not have enough supply. So that's when you talk about what's directly for Eastern Ontario farmers. That's pretty scary. Yeah, it is. Talk to your fertilizer supplier. Make sure your supply is looked after. Now, with a lack of potential lack of fertilizer out there, is this where some swing acres come in? Do people go away from corn, from spring wheat, maybe to soybeans? You know, like you can get manure away with... is going to be a hot commodity soon. Oh, I mean, it already is, but even more so. That uh, organic fertilizer is the best stuff we can get, and it's uh, just a great thing. So, you know, we have a market report coming up uh, out of the U.S. on uh, the end of March, March 31st, U.S. Planting Intentions Report. And, you know, as the U.S. farmers looking at fertilizer things too, and uh, it's It'd be interesting to see if some acres swing over to soybeans and will the price of corn and soybeans will we get a, a price war this year trying to swing some acres and back to the you said the tariffs what it was 35 percent that they put on yeah i think that's what we've the reality here. is prices have already gone up on fertilizer and now you i guarantee you it's not going to be russia paying for this tariffs it's going to be us because oh. the price of their of their product is just going to go up right just goes into the taxpayer uh, just goes into the federal government much like his carbon tax so don't so. get me started on that one <laughs> so you know it's those supplies the fertilizer question is a big question 
definitely recommend anybody gets talking to their uh, fertilizer supplier, you know, because they say they're going to grow corn, they need lots of fertilizer. So the corn market, we haven't even really talked about the corn market. Well, we talked how the trend has been up in it. Export sales in the U.S. are remaining strong. Domestic usage remains strong. Ethanol grind continues at pretty much the pace that it's projected to be at to use over 5 billion bushels of U.S. corn. Uh, just massive numbers. Uh, we the, the crop in South America, the Safrina crop has got planted in good condition. Some of the early corn harvest in Argentina has been as strong, but that market really will come back to, you know, it's going to be supported because there's no, how much corn will come out of the Ukraine? I was going to say none, but what China does on there is always drives that one. And, you know, we jump right into soybeans. Exports are strong. Remember I talked last week in the podcast, old and new crop exports. Their new crop uh, sales out of the U.S. for soybeans are higher than they've ever been. Uh, you know, we already talked about soybean oil is pulled back some this week. I talked earlier this week on the uh, the daily blog about how the U.S. crush margin was really strong. But now as soybean oil is pulled back, that's going to decrease that crush margin. So there's just so many things for the markets to look at. So many things. I I don't know. We could go on forever and ever. So. I think we have gone on forever and ever here, Jeff. This has been a pretty lengthy podcast for our usual anyways. But there's lots to talk about. You're oh, right. there's just so many, so many things out there. It's uh, uh, so many world events are affecting our markets. It's uh, not just Russia, Ukraine, yeah. so many things out there. And, and if anyone is, if anyone needs someone to talk to, or if you want to talk about the market or what's going on, I mean, our office has been open this whole time, but the mask mandate comes on off on Monday. So please, more than ever, feel free to drop by and have a conversation, a coffee, and and uh, yeah, we haven't even talked about we we're still having COVID effects on the market, so <laughs> that's another one. Well, yeah, we could go on and on, couldn't we, Jeff? Well, you could, anyways. But <laughs> Is there anything else you uh, you? Had down your notes for no, I think that's enough. Just get those target orders. They they work, people. They they really protect do. you in volatility. Take some stress out of it. Thank you very much for joining us this week. Uh, hope everyone has a great weekend and uh, enjoy this spring-like weather. Yes. Bye for now. Bye bye.